Hi, welcome to That Reminds Me Of, a podcast about film and the films that remind us of that film. You're here with Baron and the Doc. And the Maestro. Do we need another drink? Yes, we do. Yeah. Moody. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Doc, look at you. So now I just think what you have to do is tell everyone what today's film is if they can't already guess. I think they can guess. I don't think there'd be a podcast or any conversation about this film that doesn't start with someone right. doing this sort of gag. Chucking on their aviators. So we're talking about Top, top Gun Maverick. <laughs> Are we, can't even spit it out. Top Gun. <laughs> talking about Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> top Gun Maverick Baron. Yes. Yes, Doc. Are you as excited as I'm not? Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> so excited. You know what? It had to be seen. Yep. And we had to talk about it. It's a thing, right? It's been 30 years since the last one came out. 30, 30 plus. 85? Was it 85? 80s, yeah, mid-80s. I think mid-80s. it was 86. 86. Maybe. It always felt like a 90s film to me. I think because I think of, because mm. when I grew up, I grew up with 90s action films of this ilk. Yeah. And maybe Top Gun was one of the early ones. And so it's felt like a 90s film to me this whole time. 86. Wow. That's what, 36 years? crazy and tony scott i didn't know that tony scott did the original top gun did you know that before you started you saw this one and started looking things up i'm not sure but what i didn't know was who the hell tony scott was i didn't realize he was he was ridley's brother wow so that's how i just informed i am yeah i know i just heard (laughs) a gasp from the maestro (laughs) maestro everybody he knows who tony scott is (laughs) <laughs> oh, nice, check out this new angle. That's a nice new angle you got there, Maestro. <laughs> oh, look at that. Let's see how, how often he plays that card. That's right. Um, yeah, Tony Scott. So the other the other Scott. Yeah. Probably the less famous Scott, honestly. I don't know if a lot of people who aren't filmmakers know who Tony Scott is. Yeah, um, case in point. But he's made a lot of, of big action films over the years and he has a very distinctive style, had mm. a very distinctive style. He's passed away. All I remember about Top Gun and Tony Scott back in the day was that Top Gun was followed pretty soon after by Days of Thunder. Right. Which from memory, I haven't rewatched it, from memory was just Top Gun in cars. Right. Uh, almost the same. Okay. I, I could be wrong. That's by memory. No, no, that sounds about right. I can't really remember it either. But let's pause for a second. Yes. Let's do the shitty synopsis from IMDb. I think that's a good idea. And also find out just what we've been doing. For the last little bit. It's been a little while. We were so excited. You know, probably my aviators got us excited just to jump straight into it. But yes, yes we should take a step back. Yeah. Take this slow and enjoy it. I agree. Let's, let's <laughs> ease our way in. First, what have you been doing? I think I've talked a little bit in previous episodes about my feature locked in and how we've gone for funding to do some writing. Hmm. We've got some funding to do some writing. We then recently didn't get the rest of the funding. So yeah. now it's come back to me and I will be writing the next draft of Locked In very shortly instead of working with these writers that I was going to be working with if yes. had we gotten the full money. Yep. So this is the this is the thing. This is the process. But now it means that I'm basically right now gearing up mentally for buckling down and doing another draft. Well that's 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 good and bad. Like yeah. you know, sad to see the collaborators go, but mm. you get, you know, full creative control of what of what you want to do. So there's yes, yeah. it's, it's good and bad. And all the work we did together mm. to get to this point is still there. Yeah. So you know, we, we there was a lot of thinking that went into it, and so yeah, now now I'll just be um I'll be taking that and working on the next draft and bringing it home. Yep, bringing it home. <laughs> That's the dream. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. In, uh, you know, three or four or five months, we'll see um, if this draft that I'm working on right now has then turned into something, funding perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Or if you just go full time on this podcast. Or it could just be that. Yeah. That could be great too. Not quite the same. Okay. <laughs> I see where your priorities lie. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to, Doc? What's been happening? I've predominantly been just watching Top Gun Maverick over and over again, and mm. and because I've How seen many it, times? I've seen it twice. Okay, nice. I don't know. I don't know why. Just circumstance, you know, happened. Who needs spare time? Who needs spare time? Top Gun. Uh, Is there another viewing in your future? No. Okay. No, I'm done. <laughs> okay, great. Both both screenings had a chalk top, a wine, and a popcorn. Hot oh, diggity. Mm. Both Palace. No, no. Like we, as you know, mm. 
we're pitching to be sponsored by Palace at some stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the the other one was a competitor who I won't name, but also offered the similar goods. It was a similar type of deal. Yeah, mm. yeah. Interesting, Palace. Both good experiences. Take notice. Yes, yeah. Take notice. <laughs> <laughs> correct, yeah. correct. You know, it's not it's not a one film house town. There's other players Melbourne. out there. There are other players. Ooh. Yeah, they need to get us while we're not quite hot. That's right. We can be one over still. We can be. But yep. some other players. Okay. That's me. That's code for I haven't been doing much at all. I've been recovering <laughs> yeah. from my Cook Islands trip. Um, oh, that's all right. It seems like a long time ago now. Well, without further ado, the crappy IMDb synopsis. I've been, I've been waiting for this. Shall I? I? Look, I haven't looked at it because I've been excited. I've wanted... To hear you present it. Okay, great, great. Well, it's the worst. Yeah. Prepare yourself. It's terrible. After more than 30 years of service as one of the Navy... Let me start again. It's not the Navy. After (laughs) more than 30 years of service as one of the Navy's top aviators, Pete Mitchell is where he belongs, pushing the envelope as a courageous test pilot (laughs) and dodging the advancement in rank that would ground him. Oh, wow. You've got to really untangle that to get any sense. Dodging the advancement that would ground him. Now, that's true once you think about it. But You have to think about it, don't you? Yeah. Normally, they play it too simple, but that's trying to get complex, trying to make something simple complex. And also, it mentions nothing about the plot of the film. It's really just his character, the setup for his character. Mm. This guy doesn't want to be promoted because he likes flying planes. Uh, nothing to do with, oh, now he has to go, um, you know, coach a bunch of Top Gun students, one of whom is the son of his his uh, best friend who died in the previous <laughs> film 37 years ago, uh, Who and they have to do an impossible mission that's, you know, pretty yeah. much bound to fail unless he can somehow get these kids to pull off amazing flying maneuvers. You need to be writing these things. I forget scripts. You you write. Imagine some, if we you just, write some synopses. Imagine if there was a if that was the thing. It was perfect. Like, <laughs> how can you not? How can you not mention all those things? How can you not mention those things? They're the things. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> once again, IMDb, uh, and there was no more, no extended one in there. That was it. That's all they get. No, there. that'll do. And yeah. and we don't care anyway. We're just doing no, that as don't. a bit of an intro to the audience. Correct. Correct. So and and each other to get us in the. In, the, in vibe. the mood. I think I'm going to give you two options of where to start and I'll, yeah. I'll just go with you. Either we start with, with the film mm. and your first impressions of the film, the opening scene, you know, what you felt after five minutes or so. Yeah. Or we go back and say what you came into the film, you know, um, what yeah. emotion, what emotional baggage you brought to it. We have done a bit of that recently. We have. I don't think we bother with this one. Okay, go. I think everybody's come in with baggage mm. and that's just to be expected. And maybe we should just move straight into the film. Let's look for the sake of, of getting a nice succinct episode. Yeah. Let's get straight into the film. Okay, great. Great. Do you want to talk about the director or the film itself first? Well, the, the, the <laughs> most interesting thing about the director to me yeah. is the fact that his name's Kaczynski mm-hmm. and the Val Kilmer's character is Kazansky. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. Did you know anything about Joseph Kaczynski before you saw this film? Yes. Oh, unlike Tony Scott. Unlike Tony Scott. Yeah, but I know? only knew it because I knew we were seeing this film. So I did some research and I watched it. It doesn't count. It, it doesn't really count. Yeah. I can't claim <laughs> I can't claim him. Yeah. Going into the actual film, yes, I'd seen yeah. look, I'll talk a bit about that later because that's actually in one of my Reminds me of oh, okay. references. Okay, uh, but well, can I mention what who what I yeah, thought about him when I yeah guess? yeah go. so Tron yes is the film that he kind of like broke out with. Uh, before that, I don't know what he had done really. On IMDb, it says in two thousand and six. So mm. Tron came out in twenty ten, right? He did this video for Gears of War. Yep, Mad World. I remember that video because I remember thinking it was really cool to combine that song. Mm with with the gears of war storyline to make a kind of trailer that that was that was created i didn't know it was uh, him i know the song i don't know the the game yeah okay well anyway it was a big it was a big game at the time that trailer was cool 
Then he did Tron Legacy and that film has mixed reviews, but I actually quite enjoyed it. Mm. What I really enjoyed is the soundtrack that came with it, which was a Daft Punk soundtrack. Ah. One of the coolest soundtracks. It's such a great soundtrack. So that itself sort of elevated this guy in my mind just to have that thought to to pull, you know, to put these Daft mm. Punk together with his Tron film and make this great soundtrack. Um, but beyond that, then I did I kind of lost track of him. I didn't really follow where he went from there. That's a good move though, Daft Punk with Tron. It's because awesome. Daft Punk feels both futuristic and 80s, doesn't it, all mm-hmm. at once. Mm-hmm. So I haven't seen Tron 2. Yeah. Uh, even though I did my research, I didn't watch that. Worth checking out just for that. Yeah. yeah. When, Wendy didn't, wouldn't let me. Like oh. I had, really? Not wouldn't let me, but I wanted to watch something <laughs> with her. You're throwing Wendy under the bus. <laughs> she wouldn't let you? No. Um, <laughs> you know, every, every every night that you're going to watch a movie, you say, yeah. okay, how about this one? How about this oh, one? Oh, I see. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. mind watching this one. It was a strong suggestion the, that you yeah. should watch something else. So we, we never got to it, um, but I wanted to. I reckon, I reckon is it possible he was just at hardcore film school up until then because mm. I've not been to film school, but in Maverick and in a couple of the others beforehand, the the editing I'm talking about. And I know he's probably not the editor, but, no. but he would still shoot it yeah. in order to be edited. Yeah. Um, the storytelling via the editing is so I'm not sure whether to say sophisticated or naive. It's one of one of the other. Um, and I'm not an expert here, but like the way the way he tells a story, like press a button, open the hatch, mm. uh, cut to someone in the control room, <laughs> uh, worried face. Uh, and and just builds a story through the editing. I thought really s- stood out to me, and I, I I'd like to know what Maestro thinks about this as an editor. But I wasn't sure if it was just sublimely perfect or crap you know, or, or high school <laughs> yeah. editing. I, right, I couldn't right, tell. Right. Too like too on the nose. Yeah, feeding the audience every moment. Oh, you know, you got to press the button to open the hatch. So the- I'm going to show you the button press first. Yeah, like that. Well, my instinct is that yeah. it was really, really well done. I feel um, like it was well done too. Yeah. Yeah, but I want to hear the maestro's take. Yeah. Do we want to hear it now? Yeah, let's hear it now. On on editing. Uh, I think it would be candidated as the best editing for the next Oscar. Okay, there you go. That's so that's when, a when high When I left the mood cinema, that, that I, I was impressed with the editing. Best student editing? <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's pretty, pretty solid. Yeah, great. Yeah. 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 Look, I tend to agree. I, I, but no, I'd not just. I think this is a very accomplished film. Yes. Eve, no matter what you think of it, it's it's well made. He's somehow I don't know even know how you how you do this, but he's made something that feels like an eighties nineties mm. action film that still feels relevant in a cinema today. Yeah. No, I agree. I didn't think that was possible. I saw it and went, "Wow, you can do this." It still works somehow. Uh, however, I hope nobody else does it. <laughs> no, it's it's perfectly you know? executed on yeah. on any technical score. I think, uh, and and what what perhaps was confusing me with the editing is there wasn't you know uh, what I like in other films you know creative uh, shots and mm. you know variety or anything. It was just really uh, punchy and correct. And disciplined mm. and right to tell a story. Yeah, um, but not it's not um, it's not uh, David Lynch. I mean, I think your your note about no, it's certainly not David Lynch. <laughs> is it? Your, your your note about the film student part of it actually makes sense to me because mm. I think he has studied the hell out of this genre. That's what it feels like. And he's gone. Oh, this is how you do it. And I'm going to not just. Do it, but I'm gonna like I'm going to do it uh, perfectly via learning from all of these mm. other things, so that when you sit there and watch it, you're getting hit with heavy doses of nostalgia the whole way through. At the same time, it's just executed bang on. So nostalgia that that is executed perfectly and feels modern somehow because of it, because you've got all the new cameras, you've got all the new Mm. sound design it's punching you in the chest the way an action film should um, and you're sitting in the cinema going wow this is actually exciting to watch all of these action sequences because it's well made 
um, and yet I can feel that I'm being manipulated. Yes, yes. Do you, you can. feel that the whole way Absolutely through? Absolutely manipulated. Yeah, and and manipulated well. That's very well manipulated. Willingly, willingly manipulated. Yeah. How did they do that to me? I didn't even like the first one. But <laughs> yeah. how did it end up just getting me on on the train? I have no affection for Tom Cruise in particular. But it, yeah, it, it it gets you and it gives you nostalgia for something that you weren't even nostalgic for. Totally agree. And you know what? You've you've pointed out the editing mm. that flows through everything. Yeah. Like th- this this genre of film is a very specific thing that I actually would have thought doesn't work today. Mm. It's this kind of bro film. Yeah. Um, where all of the characters. There's one female pilot, however, she might as well have been a man the way she was portrayed, right? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about her later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But basically it's a bro film. A bunch yeah. of dudes, they've got their shirts off half the time. They're all muscly and tanned mm. and it's all of the jock stereotypes are there through and through. Mm. They're doing something impossible. They're the best of the best. Nobody else is good enough and half of them don't think the others are good enough. And And it's like... It's this sort of film that was really prolific for a little while. Yeah. 80s, 90s, late late 80s through the early 90s or mid 90s. You saw lots of them. Um, in fact, I, made, I started to make a little bit of a list. Oh, wow. I love lists. Yeah, because, you know, I was like, let's talk about bro films for a second because that's what it reminds me of for me. Well, yes, I think this is going to be yours. We've talked about bad boys. Mm-hmm. Um, Fast and the Furious is newer, but it, I put it in the same category and the same thing with the Expendables. Um, things like Point Break. Um, I liked Point Break. Point Break's great. Yeah. Some of the bro films are awesome. Yeah. Um, and there's there's many, many more, right? What they all have is a bunch of guys. They're all put in, into a situation. Most of them, or well, half of them don't like the other half. And there's always <laughs> at least one. Yeah. There's, there's always two, right? There's two alpha males that yeah. are butting heads the whole way through. And by the end of it, They've always become best mates because they live through something together. Trust is earned. It's not uh, given. And it's just on and on and on. It's all these, there's all these tropes, these like full-on heavy cliches yeah. that in today's world just seems a little bit ridiculous. And yet this film is that through and through. But it's knowingly ridiculous, I think, isn't it? Like yeah. it, it's trying to recreate that Yeah, and it does and even though it's it is ridiculous we sort of we yearn for it yeah. for the simpler time i agree and it, it delivers the truth is that those things haven't gone away yeah exactly they've we just don't gone talk all, about they've it. gone away a little bit from film from being right. okay in film yeah boys are still going to high school they're still in the football team together mm. they still feel all these things they wish they were going out on a hunt together you know tribal style and and retelling tales of you know mm. taking down animals in the wild together or whatever it might be, you know. Um, however, we don't talk about it in film anymore. So this thing this thing comes along. Mm. I was sitting in the cinema going, this is unusual and it's delivering all of these, these cliches one after the other and yet I'm still kind of moved by it, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I was in equal parts moved and uncomfortable. True, same. But, you same. know, the fact that they're both there it says something. <laughs> yeah. You talk about the alpha males mm. um, and a high point for me came very early in the film, in the, in the opening, opening credits, uh, and it was a good opening too. We can talk more about that. But uh, when Val Kilmer's name came up, and I didn't realise he was mm. in it, I hadn't researched it, but that was nice because he's not been well and, you know, he's got a whole story about I didn't realise he hadn't been well. So he oh, actually has throat cancer of some sort. Yes, yep. yeah, yeah. So so this was a real, you know, nice gesture mm. to him. Yeah, um, that's cool. And to, to his scene is quite profound that he has, has in it. Um, but the thing I wanted to, to hark back to was his character in the original, uh, the, the Iceman. Do you, rem- do you remember that at all? Like what were your it, – it's going back a bit. Mm. And, but, look, I, I've actually – this is this is my bad. I haven't rewatched the original. No, I don't think that's a bad. Did I did. Oh, great. I did rewatch well, at it. At least one of us did. Well, my memory of the Iceman was as the villain essentially. Mm. And you know, we all hated him, this prick and you know, Tom Cruise the hero. Right. Watching it back over, 
Iceman is a perfectly reasonable, great pilot, and Tom Cruise slash Maverick is a is an unhinged psychopath. Really interesting. It, you've got to, it's got to be seen to be believed. I think, and I don't know how people aren't talking about it. He's he's crazy, like he's reckless. He's he's yeah he's rec he, he's he's reckless. There were some quotes I put. Um, yeah, uh, Val Kilmer perfectly reasonably says, "You guys are real cowboys because they've just done something stupid." In a very level voice. And then he just goes, what's your problem, Kazansky? And like with the Tom Cruise eyes and just gets unhinged at the. Really? It, wow. Yeah. And and he loses his partner, Goose. And you sort of think, well, you know, that you had it coming because you're. Anyway, I don't know why I'm saying this, but just hi- history and memory are, are funny. And um, Iceman wasn't the devil. He was he was just a, a nice guy. And Maverick was crazy. Yeah. But in this film, I think we see a, a more sober, level-headed version of Maverick, even though he's still a bit of a Maverick. He grew up a bit. He's grown up a little. Yeah. Anyway, that's my Val Kilmer I didn't know, I, story. Yeah, that's great. One other thing that I wanted to mention about bro films. Mm. That you and your just, bro films. This made me think about is that if you have a bunch of bros in a film <laughs> um, doing crazy, crazy bro things together, that's all great. But what's more important is that you have a hot woman who appreciates <laughs> the bro things that you're doing. Yeah. The, and, the enablers. Yeah. Yeah. And sh- not only should she just be hot, but she must also appreciate machinery yes. and like how they run and be able to use the machinery themselves. Yep. Um, and, you know, she should, she should know <laughs> how to lean against, a, like lean against a sports car with the sun hitting her at just the right angle. Yeah. At just the right moment. I can think of someone who does that very, very well. <laughs> yeah. She should know how to to sit on the back of a motorcycle. Yes, yes. <laughs> without a helmet and just like drape her arms nicely around her man. These are important things. Of course, in a they're bro in, film. of course they're important things. And we and Jennifer Connolly does it all. She's amazing in this. Yeah. Do you know the only thing she doesn't do <laughs> what? is achieve. Any sense of 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 uh, sexual chemistry with uh, the leading man? Yeah, why is that? Look, I'd argue that Tom Cruise, love him or loathe him, is pretty hard. He's yeah. asexual. Yeah, he's a bit asexual. <laughs> yeah, that's where I was going. <laughs> I wasn't sure how to frame it. Yeah, um, but yeah. That, that's okay. He's but he's hard hard to you know manufacture. You can kind of imagine with. that maybe he doesn't actually have any genitalia. He's a doll. He's a doll, <laughs> but he's a great action star. Yeah, he's yeah. No, that's that's fair. And, and yet, make- and yet, he's magnetic. He's got he's definitely got charisma, mm. but not sexual charisma. I agree. Although he did in the eighties when all the all the girls loved him. In the, do you remember? Do you remember this? Do I remember the eighties? <laughs> do you remember? Just I was the, pretty young. But do you remember, remember the phase? Do. <laughs> you do, do, do you remember when every Girl slash woman yeah. just was in love with Tom yeah. Cruise. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was it was around Top Gun. It was and this also color of money. The and disappointment to know that this was very short. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And cocktail, cocktail, cocktail was a big one. Yeah, all of these films. Yeah, yeah. totally. I don't Massive get it. But yeah, I think. Um, oh, trivia for you, by the way. Yeah. So one of Ridley Scott's first films was Legend, starring Tom Cruise. Legend. Fantasy film, and then his brother. Uh, did Legend come before or after Top Gun? Now I can't remember. Legend, I've never heard. They of were that. very close to each other, and both. So the two brothers worked with him. Ah, and but um, but Tony got the the bigger film. Legend has sort of. I think Legend. I think it's an awesome film, mm. but it just never really got got its due. I don't mm. think. Nineteen eighty five. 85. Yeah, yeah, that's right. right. A year before, right next to it. Before. There you go. Speaking of of sexiness, uh, I think it's well documented that there was no sexual chemistry uh, in Top Gun, the original, with with Tom and his then his soon to be wife, I think Kelly what? McGillis. Really? Yeah. Um, Wait. But- so which one was which one was Nicole Kidman in? Well, Days of Thunder. That she was, was that was that Thunder. was Top Gun with cars. Okay, right. Yeah, got it. and then Eyes Wide Shut when they got very sexy indeed. Yes. Okay. Well, 
you know, on they screen. had sex scenes. I'm not sure how sexy <laughs> yeah. they were. But they, yeah. I, I think we're getting sidetracked. I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What do you want to talk about next? Uh, we have been we have been sidetracked. We have been, look, <laughs> let's 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 get a let's get a reminds me of okay. out of the way. Throw one in there, yeah. Doc. I'm gonna go with your bros theme because I don't think we've done it enough. No, hit hit <laughs> me with some more bro films. I'm excited. Uh, well, in Kaczynski's back catalogue is a film called Only the Brave. I haven't seen it. Have you seen it? I've seen it. That looks like a bro film through and through. Well, that looks like Tom Cruise with fire engines, is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> did, I say, no, did I say Tom Cruise with the fire? Yeah. I meant Top Gun with fire, fire engines. <laughs> Sorry, Tom Cruise. But there's no Tom Cruise in that one. No, there's Josh Brolin playing Tom Cruise. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> so Josh Brolin is a an aged veteran fire guy uh, who's in this small town, has no interest in going up the ranks. He just wants to be master of this little county fire, mm. you know, department. And he also doesn't want any of his underlings to to have dreams uh, of upward mobility either. It's about the work. It's about the work. It's about, yeah. you know, uh, this stuff. And the similarities, we could be here for a while, but first of all, um, Josh Brolin is in a relationship with Jennifer Connolly. It also- Oh, she's in it. Is inexcusably unsexy. So is that a directing flaw? Or is that the two? Is it just the putting the people together? Because both those, they're, they're all great actors. They, they should are. be able to do. It this. wasn't no. So it wasn't really no chemistry with Josh Brolin. The character just didn't give her enough attention. Mm-hmm. I think it was. So anyway, okay. he he leads a group of of young fireys, um, the kind of toxically mas- masculine uh, fireys, learning the craft. He's teaching them. This young kid come comes on Miles Teller. Who is also the the one that you know um, Tom Cruise has the connection with? Yeah. So yeah, so Miles Teller comes in. He's kind of the the main guy within this group of bros. I don't know. Need I say more? Like that's the same sort of setup. I won't give it away. It's a true story, mm. based on a true story, um, but it just shows that Kaczynski's got a lane. Could it be that Kaczynski was trying to get this Top Gun film made? Right. He had his uh. cast. And he was like, these bastards won't listen to me. But Top Gun Maverick set in 2022 can work, <laughs> I tell you. It can work. Uh, what what else is there? Oh, look at this, this fire thing. This, this script's come across my table. I've got all the cast lined up, except for Tom Cruise, because mm. you know, he comes with Top Gun. Maybe I'll just do a, a sort of proof of concept <laughs> about well, with fires. Or maybe I'll make another film in the meantime that just sort of feels like what I want to make. It's interesting you say that. Do you have any, have you got any other Kaczynski films to mention? You haven't? Uh, no. What was, no. What else was there? Well, I think. No, I've seen Oblivion, but it's not worth talking about. Well, it is only. Other than it's got Tom Cruise in it. Well, in passing it is, when you're talking mm-hmm. about Kaczynski getting his CV prepared, mm-hmm. you know, for the Top Gun thing, that's what he's aiming at. I've just explained the, you know, the, the street cred he's got with Only the Brave. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tron shows that he can take a franchise that's been long forgotten yes. and revamp it in a in a creative now way with Daft Punk. Did you say revamp it? Almost like learned? I see, no, no, I did not. Revamp it. Revamp it. Revamp it. <laughs> oh, how I wish I'd said revamp it. Revamp it. Revamp it. Revamp it. Right. Sorry, carry on. Yeah, so, um, well, yes, uh, Tron was revamped um, <laughs> by Kaczynski, so he's 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 got that on his CV, and also Oblivion shows yep. that you know he's he can work with Tom. He can, a he can work with Tom, yep. and he can work with the uh, planes. You know, they okay. were futuristic type yep. things. Yep, um, had a lot of futuristic Top Gun about it. Oblivion. So, so what you're saying here is that from mm. from 2010 until 2022, correct? Kaczynski's been working towards bringing back Top Gun. And now he's here. Pre-2010, he was at film school. Yep. And post-2010, he was working on his CV. Beautiful. <laughs> I love it. Have you got one? Uh, uh, have you got one? Back. Have I got one? <laughs> have I got one? <laughs> okay. So this one, it just kept banging me in the forehead while I was watching the film. That's what we want. That's what we want. It just kept coming up and up and up. Only really to do with the fact that it was a plain Navy pilot film, right? Then. Tom Cruise's plane goes down behind enemy lines. Yes. And and 
this film that had been sitting there the whole time hitting me is behind enemy lines with oh. Owen Wilson <laughs> okay. and Gene Hackman because it's gone from Tom Cruise doing his usual sort of well, doing the Top Gun thing mm. that you think it's going to be to suddenly he's, you know, behind enemy lines, running around on his feet instead of in a plane, looking for a way out of the situation. Behind enemy lines with Owen Wilson, the, res- the situation's flipped. Most of it is him behind enemy lines. Yeah. At the beginning of it's him on the on the uh, aircraft carrier. He's got a mission to do, does a bit of flying, gets in trouble, behind enemy lines the rest of the film. However, there was something about the Gene Hackman character and the John Hamm character, the whole Owen Wilson and Tom Cruise being a bit like the rebellious ones. Mm. Um, I think in behind enemy lines, it's actually a bit of a routine mission, but it yep. just goes badly. But then he finds himself in awful trouble. Anyway, all of that stuff was in there. And then just that 90s nostalgia feel. When, when he dropped behind enemy lines, it felt like Rooster was 10 kilometers away, but he seemed to make really good time to get to him. Big time. Yeah, that the, the magic of movies. Yeah, in fact, the whole who's going to show up to save who thing, like all the dudes who are having mm. a problem with each other are all going to show up when they're needed to save each other is a little bit over the top. But it, it somehow just, you just forgive it. Yeah, I I more than forgave it. I yeah. reckon because <laughs> I I thought that was I thought that was nice how Hangman, who's the new Iceman, um, well everyone saved everyone, didn't they? Yeah. At some point. Yeah. And that was well well thought through mm-hmm. um, to give everyone their time in the sun. I can't remember the order, but like Rooster saved um, Maverick. Maverick saved Rooster. Right. Hangman saved everyone. It was a well-distributed um, credit Absolutely. for the victory. Yeah. And then all the bros high-fived at the end and it all was well. Which was identical to the ending of <laughs> of the first <laughs> exactly. one. Just yeah. ridiculous. And and there was so there was so much that was basically exactly the same as the as the old one. Like the plot points and the scenes that we supposedly all know and love mm. were almost just replicated. Like for example, the uh, and this is one of my favorites. The John Hamm character um, showing how to how to give great news, but in a really prick way, right? Like, and that was exactly like the first one where they'll they'll say, "Don't do that! You're you're an idiot! You're um, don't do that flyby! You shouldn't have done it! You think he's about to be right. cut from the from the navy? Yeah. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but we're going to give you this golden ticket to this great <laughs> great gig. Yeah. Exactly yeah. the same setup as yeah. the as the first one. John Ham, I mean, he's been used better in other things. Mm. But he was solid in this, I suppose. He's you always just, solid. He's I always kinda, solid. Kind of like to see him, yeah. You know, be a bit yeah. This more interesting. This, but then you know, you get guys like Gene Hackman did films like this as well. You know, mm. and you think Gene Hackman, amazing actor, can do anything. One of the best. Yeah, and yet he's he does these sort of staunch military men from every now and again. Mm. What's the appeal? I don't know. Paycheck. Paycheck. I think so. Probably. <laughs> probably, probably, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I guess they're like, yeah, I can nail that. That's easy. It's a big yeah. film. Good yeah. paycheck. Why yeah. Not? At the end of the day, like it's like us. Like, do you do you live for the work you're doing at work? No, no. So you just do it, and if it gives you a paycheck, gives you enough of a paycheck to then relax you on a beach and write stuff. your script. Yeah, work on the other stuff. That's true. Mm. You know, I have another reminds me of that's broad, kind of like my bro films one. Yeah, sports films. That she reminds me of sports, sports films. films. Discuss sports films. It, look, discuss. I'm already thinking <laughs> that's even though it's a, a broad, somewhat lame. Um, yes, reminds me of. I'm kind of digging it. I think it's a good. You feeling it? Yeah, it's a good topic for discussion. Hit me. Friday night. Friday night lives. <laughs> lights. Night lights. Thank you. Friday night lights. The replacements. Also starring Gene Hackman. Um. And mm. even just kids ones like the Mighty Ducks and stuff, they yeah. all have the similar format. Yeah, they do. It's in this film. It's it's uh, we've got the team together. We've got the impossible mission. Now, <laughs> instead of instead of oh, you're up against the undefeated team that's never <laughs> yeah. ever been defeated on their home turf. Um, and you're a bunch of loser sidekick uh, kind of kids, but we've made this team. We've cobbled you together. It's not really that, but 
It is kind of that. It's like, that. They're like, we're going to put you it. You're going to put you up against, you know, um, a line of sands. You're going to have to do this crazy maneuver. Yeah. It has to be done in two and a half minutes or else you're dead. Yep. And um, that's just miracle one. Yeah. That's miracle one, right? Yeah. It's for the playoffs, folks. And like they, they just keep. They keep hammering the stakes over and over again. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, you've got these kids that just won't play together nice. <laughs> they're all, they're just a bunch of characters. So the yeah. coach who's, you know, feeling the pressure has to get all the kids to play together. Right? Well, I'm tempted to throw cheerleader films into the mix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, they all, they somehow make it and they all high five like bros at the end. Yeah, they all love each other at the end. At the end, they love each other. And sometimes in the sequels, they really, they really love each other. And you know, as as Val and Tom yes. did in this one. And you know, whenever there's a sports film, mm. coach always has a love interest. It's uh, not just about the team. There's also the love interest of the coach on the line. Do you think, um, in general, that love interest of the coach is better integrated into the story than it was in Top Gun Maverick? Does that that would be one the very few complaints really I have of it that not only yeah. was it sexless, it was kind of like not not related to the she she just happened to run the bar, happened to have this yeah. connection to his past. There was no real through line from the you know, from the old film. If it was Meg Ryan, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but it just seemed like a you know, just a a mechanism for saying that, you know, Maverick isn't a, a a lonely prepper and you know living by himself. Uh, you know <laughs> that would be pretty great, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it's, it was just meant to show another side of him rather than yeah. being, being well integrated into the into the storyline. No, I think you're right. Oh, yeah, good. But the, the, I think there was a bit of difference in the the role of women in the eighties and the role of women now. Mm. I mean. What I've noticed, uh, I watched it recently, the day before, to go to the cinema. I watched the old one, and um, Kelly McGillis just was following him. <laughs> she fought for him. She couldn't demonstrate in front of everyone, but she was she followed him on with a car. Mm. She's the one that made the love declaration to him. Mm. In this one, is a bit of the opposite. I mean, it's a bit of a you can't treat the woman like. You did in the 80s. It was awfully treated in the original when you think yeah. of the the man-woman yeah. relationship. Like I, I mentioned that Maverick was a wanker. Mm. Like watch it back. He's an idiot yeah. in the first <laughs> film. But the way the, the idiocy towards women is next level. Mm. Like he's aggressively pursuing her at the... At, at, at the bar, and then follows her into the bloody women's toilets Ooh. and <laughs> yeah. starts, you know, harassing her in there. And what's worse, she just runs with it, you wow. know, and and rewards this outrageous behaviour. <laughs> wow. while, while in this one, uh, that behaviour got punished. You know, yes, in this one, it's yeah, very yeah, PG. Yes, to pay the, the bill to everyone, etc., because he was behaving mm. like sexist. Yeah, that's a good point, Maestro. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, I'm not sure how well in other respects it it did the woman thing. Well, yeah. let me point out one thing. Yeah, that just blew my mind. <laughs> the end shot, the end sequence. We're talking the Porsche. The Porsche, Porsche, right? Okay. So he's just saved the day. He's come home. He's the hero. Um, he's working on the plane with his guns out. And then, and then. Sorry. You think everything's back to normal, but there's something missing. The woman, the love of his life. Where is she in all of this, right? Because mm. he just went off on this mission that he was probably going to die on. Mm. So then. Not her, but her daughter just appears out of the corner of his eye, catches his eye, and he's like, oh, the love of my life's daughter's here. I wonder what's going on. He walks out, and Jennifer Connelly's literally like she's just gone, hey, um, go in there and catch his eye, and then I'm just going <laughs> to be here against this car. And the sun is setting, yeah. and there's wind just blowing. And the second he walks around the plane, he's going to see me and he's going to be 
struck <laughs> by this image of me against this Porsche. Yeah. It's going to be beautiful. Yeah, she said, I'm going to- Go, look- daughter. Get his attention. <laughs> I'm going to look more 80s than any excess, she said. <laughs> blew, blew my mind. I was like, wait a second. What? <laughs> She's just manufactured this moment yes. for the end of the film for us. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's outrageous. She knows what's going on. <laughs> but, you, but you know, I kind of dug that scene. <laughs> What I would love Silly. is if there was sort of like a behind the like behind the scenes kind of <laughs> clip of her going, you know, actually discussing this with her daughter. Okay, you go there. <laughs> give me five, give me five seconds, and then I'm just gonna wait a second. Let's wait a couple minutes. The light's getting real good. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. That reminds me of Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. <laughs> yeah. Like what's happening off off camera when <laughs> yeah. the main ac- actions. Oh, geez, there's a movie idea. Um, do you want do you want another one? Yeah, give me another one. Okay, well, I've got a specific one, but given you went broad and just said bloody sports films, oh, sports cheat, films and cheat, cheerleader films <laughs> by extension, I'm going to say teacher films. Teacher um, films. Teacher films. Rogue teachers who have, you know. Oh. Um, Dead their, Poets Society. Their own ways of doing it, doing things. Dead Poets Society. <laughs> okay. Dangerous something. Minds. Yes. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's White Gold. Yep. yep. Um, but the one I was going to mention is To Sir With Love, the original. Oh. Have you seen To Sir With Love? I have not. <gasps> oh, wow. Okay. Well, there's um, Sydney Portier um, goes into a, a school of British white misfits. The, the class is a mess. They're, they're, they have no respect. And he comes in, he struggles to... To tame them initially, he's dealing with all sorts of kind of racial nonsense that is mind-boggling to to look back on, and he struggles with them. But then he throws out the rule book, just as Tom Cruise did, does it in his own way, Beautiful. and he ends up getting the most out of this ragtag bunch of hopeless cases. Wonderful. And I think they're all the same. Like the teachers always have unconventional methods. Yeah. School um, of Rock. School of Rock. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we can riff. Yeah. Actually, I've run out, but I'm sure there's <laughs> heaps. I've run out. I know. I was, I was trying to think of some more. Yeah. <laughs> the one with Robin Williams. Yeah, Dead, Dead Poets. Poets Society. Dead Poets Society. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because in Italy it was called in other way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, what yeah. was it? I think it was Carpe Diem. Oh. oh. Yeah, okay. That makes that sense. sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The other thing to serve with love has that Top Gun Maverick had was a real... It gave you a real discomfort about gender relations. Mm. When watching Backs to Sir with Love, it doesn't really age that well. And like the the teacher is is kind of telling the girls how not to be perceived as sluts, for example. And 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 really <laughs> well, that's a perfect example. Uh, but just this completely inappropriate type of stuff and how to prepare for marriage. Right. And and that was considered like a, a really great thing that he's, you know, giving them the life skills. Right. Um, so that reminded me of just the the feeling I had watching Top Gun Maverick of unease about how women were represented. And that was mainly with the token chick yeah. in the group, which I thought, I don't know what the ratios are in Top Gun sort of, you know, reality, but I... In most films these days, they would have made an effort to at least portray, you know, maybe maybe three women. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To have, you know, a, a, a bit of femininity in it to to play play down the toxic masculinity. But no, um, they didn't make any attempt. They just slotted her in as a plot device because clearly she's a love interest of Rooster. If there's to be a Top Gun three, you know, there'll be the. You know, they'll be the heroes. Um, So it seemed really token, made me quite uncomfortable, as did to Sir with Love in retrospect. You know, the scene that made me the most uncomfortable was when they were all playing football on the beach. Well, do you remember the original version of that? No. Oh, so, yeah, you need to read up on your Top Gun history. (laughs) So it's known to be this, you know, homoerotic wet dream. Oh, really? Yeah. Because everyone's, you know, really tussling on the beach with their shirts off. Is that the idea? Or? Well, not just yeah. on the beach. There's a, there's oh. a scene with with Tom Cruise in his in his 
in his um, tidy whities <laughs> just for too long leaning against, you know, the a bench just I see. posing. Yeah. There's also a shower scene where all the guys are there with their chest puffed up and um, stomachs tucked in. Uh, so it, it's a it, it's a real vibe through the original and I think they had to have some sort of nod to that. Right. And that's what they play volley and they yeah, play volley and bitch. Beach volley, beach volleyball in the original, in yeah. The original, but they yeah. play like beach footy, yeah. In this you one, know, in in this one, but that's so, it's, it. It was necessary. I found it odd that they were all running around with their tops off, and then you have this one woman just in the middle of it, mm. uh, in sort of like you know a sports bra, I guess. But it just it, the whole thing just looked and felt really quite strange. And you know, one thing it reminded me of actually, now that we're we're talking about it, um, is Starship Troopers. I don't know if you remember. Taking the mickey out of everything. Well, Starship, no, Starship Troopers, one thing it did. Yeah. It's a ridiculous film and I love it. It's a really fun film. Um, But it had all the men and the women showering together, sleeping together. Oh, wow. In the same quarters um, and really equal parts, men and women just doing all of the things Mm. and treating it like it's just normal, you know, like there's nothing weird about this, Um, you know, all just getting naked and having a shower together. Yeah, and, and and I can remember when I first saw that film. I was a teenager, and I was I was like, "Well, what, this yeah. is this is unusual. This is twenty years before its time. Yeah, this is really strange." <laughs> um, and then, but then when you see a, when you see a scene like this, you go, "Oh, it doesn't feel right." You know, um, it just made me think about that a little bit. You know, like the way yeah. the way you know a bunch of dudes go down to play football, and there's one woman in there, but there's not more women, and it's and they're all got the tops off. It just felt odd, you know. Yeah, it felt it, it felt odd. Yeah, it, it reminds me now that you say it of one of the aliens, one, Alien Two or Three, mm. whatever I'm up to in that silly franchise. Um, <laughs> silly franchise. Uh, where Go on. where what's the name? Sigourney Weaver yep. is in the train change rooms or something, and kind of getting dressed alongside the blokes. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what the vibe of that was, but I think it was halfway between um, both of those extremes. Yeah, in the middle somewhere. <laughs> sort of all, almost yes. this This should be normal, but we're getting a little bit of the sexy vibe in there as well. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. You, you're good to agree to nod to that, but I think that was- I'm not into it, but I think it's- You yeah. think it's a stupid comment. It's a terrible, terrible yeah. comment. Anything else you got to say about this? Should we throw the maestro for his moment? Yeah, I think we've waited long enough to get we to have, this We have. We've waited so long. All I want to know about, all I want to know about is the moment with the maestro. I think um, he's, my tip is he's going to say something about editing. Ooh, imagine. Yeah, yeah. because I think uh, I was impressed from the opening scene. Mm-hmm. And watching the movie the day after the old one, I saw the old mm. one, so I could notice the difference. And it was a very well edited opening scene, like all yeah. all the uh, action scenes. They're very well edited. So I think what really was a, uh, a sort of um, I wish I had the digital editing I can at the time when I did the movie when they did the movie. But probably it was the beginning of digital editing. Top Gun, 1986, um, but was very well edited. I was impressed from that. It was same music, same same mm. lighting, sound grading. Yeah, just better edited. Yeah, the way they do it is they it, it it's a it's it's a heavy hit of nostalgia right at the beginning, yeah. isn't it? Because yeah. it's like it's like all of those films through. We're going to shoot it through a heat wave, and it's going to mm. be sunsetting, and it's going to be like lots of heavy. Like you know, planes and tanks, and 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 there's going to be dudes with gear on doing things, like yeah. making stuff happen, and mm. it's all going to be action with like a guitar playing at the same time, yeah. <laughs> and you know you're in for like a, a serious military action film. Yeah, but also <laughs> I don't know. I, I I judge the movies when I when I leave the cinema. What's my impression? And I had fun. Yeah, I yeah. had good fun. Awesome. Watching this movie. I agree. I agree. I had, a, I had a great time watching it. Yeah. I was surprised how much fun it was. Yeah. Considering when when two years ago, because I think uh, was announced a couple of years ago mm. before COVID, 
I said, oh, no, why are they doing it? <laughs> you know, that's yeah. the first reaction. Why do we, they remake a movie about yeah. with Tom Gun, Top Gun? But actually, I got out of the cinema. It made perfectly sense. Mm. I had fun. It made me like uh, Tom Cruise. It was good. Nostalgia is a powerful bloody weapon, isn't it? Sure is. Like, <laughs> um, well, the 80s, I think, uh, were an interesting time because I don't think I would have ever seen Top Gun in the cinema, but we would have all seen it several times mm-hmm. on free-to-air TV Loads. in the background. Yeah. And just even if you don't intentionally, you know, want to want to see it, you end up having seen it several times in your life and it's part of your DNA. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's why I think it gets it's so resonant. Now, because everyone knows it. I think, I think it's in Italian, it. in Italy. Al what was it called? Uh, it's, no, they didn't change it. It was Top Gun, and it was in Italian, and I saw actually at the cinema. So I'm mm. a bit old. I got nothing else to say about this film, honestly. Yeah, we're top we, done. We've to- <laughs> we're top done. <laughs> we are top done. This episode of That Reminds You Of, Me Of, Us Of, uh, was not brought to us by Palace Cinemas, but maybe one day it will be. Hello, cinemas. Am I allowed to barrel anymore? Did- yeah, barrel. Go for it. We want you, Parrot par- Palace. Palace Cinemas, we want you. <laughs> We're your biggest fans and we want you to be ours. Yeah, it's getting weird now. It is. It's getting yes. very weird. It's getting as weird as Jennifer Connolly and Tom Cruise, in my opinion. <laughs> I'm prepared to make it weirder. Wow. Palace. It's going to get weirder. You're barreling too. I'm barreling too. You barrel and I'll barrel. You okay. barrel and say something about Palace and I'll do the same thing. I think we've done it already. Okay. Your leather chairs are wonderful. Oh, your popcorn really pops. <laughs> Boysenberry chuck tops. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're done, Baron. Okay, we're done. Yeah. We might even cut that last bit out. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. Okay. All right. Good. See you next time. See you next time for Maestro. Catch you next time. See ya. Next time. Men. Men talk talk about toxic masculinity. God damn, we're talking about men. I want to say it's the opposite of this of this film, but it's actually the exact same of this film, but opposite. I don't want you to say anything okay. about the film other than next time. Anyone who's listening or watching here, go out and watch Men. Yes, so you can come to the episode fully briefed. Yes, uh, we don't normally give a men give you, a preview more than usual. Yeah, I feel like you need to see Men before you listen to this because it'll be spoiler episode. heavy. We can't. Talk about it without spoiling it. Go out and see men, preferably at Palace Cinema. <laughs> <laughs> Au revoir. Catch up. See you, Maestro.